podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I'm joined by Kevin Graham and Kevin McCluskey for a rather unusual post-match bulletin. Um, so much so that before we even go live, there's 250 comments on the stream, which is utterly bizarre, um, but probably for obvious reasons. Kevin Graham, I'm going to come to yourself. Um, that was a capitulation, I think, particularly after Maida gets sent off. We just uh, we went off to port there. Bizarre. A bizarre second half performance by Celtic. The last half hour was like the end of Quadrafina. You were like Jimmy's moped, eh? He just threw it off, uh, beat your head, <laughs> and we've just smashed everywhere. I, I don't want to laugh. I don't want to laugh, but yeah, I like the analogy. Uh, we had no shape, no fight. Owner off the park. Um, I mean, I, I didn't care what was happening after my Ada got sent off, and we could tell it was coming. We could tell that we could tell it sending off was coming. But he gets sent off. We've made subs, which is like, nah, I don't think did any of the subs touch the ball in the last half hour. I haven't got an absolute. I think James Forrest gave a ball away. I think Matt O'Reilly. I don't think David Turnbull actually touched the ball. We completely were battered in that last last half hour, completely played everywhere over the pitch. But it's it doesn't change my opinion overall that the players who didn't have a pre-season have a very, very big pre-season ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to prove that they can actually give anything to this team. Um, I, I think tonight is absolutely awful, and I don't think anybody anybody comes up with any credit whatsoever, especially any of the back five. And just before, when we went 2-1 up, I was thinking about it, I'm going like that. Our back four's been absolutely terrible. Then within about seven and a half minutes, when our back five's been absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, absolutely woeful. Burnaby, Starfelt, Kubiashi and Ralston were ranked rotten. It looked like they should have been running about for Dundee United, never mind Celtic. Uh, aye, it's a really, really worrying last half hour. And I worry about it tonight, but I'm sure by the time I get to the Mora, I'll be like that. Well, it was a worrying half hour. Well, I mean, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand by what I say is actually before the game, Paulie. When 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 people were were saying, "Oh, that that's quite a strange team. That's quite a strange team." Uh, that's that team's good enough to beat any team in the Scottish Premier League, probably out with our main rivals. It is every one of the eleven boys and every one of the players that we brought on should was good enough to play for Hibs tonight, was good enough to play for uh, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen. There's mm. no excuses that we brought in, there's no excuses that we brought in uh, fringe players. The fringe players should be good enough, but that last half hour was a disaster 
on and off the park. And I'm only just talking about that last half hour. I'm not talking about the whole season. That last half hour was a disaster on and off the park. Nobody comes out without the credit. Nobody no, whatsoever. No, it was bizarre. It was actually bizarre to watch even Ange, you know, darting about, looking about, almost as if he couldn't believe what was going on. I pinpointed the sending off. I'm not blaming Maeda for the capitulation. I'm going to come to you, Kevin McCluskey. But some of the bigger issues, I think, that, that we need to take away from these last few games. The first thing I would say, Rangers, St Mirren, and then tonight against Tibbs, Ange has approached these completely differently. Um, and that's what we were saying at the beginning of the game, Kev, that we thought we were getting to know the inner workings of this Ange Postacoglu, where he's, he's, he's looking for uh, a team who are playing at the optimum at all times. Uh, you know, we're going for all these records. Listen, let's look at this in perspective. We're going for a treble, right? So I'm not writing anything off. But he has approached these games slightly differently. And uh, Will Hannigan comes in to say, is it just me or do these games feel more like pre-season friendlies? They do feel like bounce games. There has been a different approach to I'm, these I'm games. going to say that even, even in the first half when we were playing well, to go with Will's point there, when we played okay in the first half, the game was utterly shapeless. It was an utter messy again. Both teams were just, there was bad passing everywhere. As you say, it looked like two teams trying to get up to speed. Not the end of the season. It, it was a bizarre game of football. Yeah, yeah. But still, no excuses. It's not, it's not an excuse, but you're, you're looking even at tonight, 1,300 people tuning in live because that is the kind of reaction you're going to get if you put in a performance, if you put in a shift like that, Kevin. Um, and I, I agree. I, I think up to a point, Starfield was uh, getting past marks in the defence. I think you look at Burnaby, going forward, he's done quite a few decent things. As a defender, I'm not seeing it. Kobayashi hasn't had a good game yet for Celtic. I'm, I'm talking a good game from start to finish in 90 minutes where after the game you say, by the way, Kobayashi's played well. Scott Bain, eyebrows were raised when he got his three-year deal, his extension, and the eyebrows were raised because of what we've seen tonight. Now, up to that point, he'd made quite a few decent saves. Let's not forget, he probably um, prevented us from getting a right tanking tonight because it was at least two occasions where he's made good saves. But if we're looking at it, and I'm going to come to you first, Kevin McCluskey on this, as a bigger kind of picture, looking at the bigger issue, we have survived in the main on a squad really of about 16 and we have been lauding that moment in a game where we can bring on the five strong subs from the bench. And we can't change that. That, that has been the state of play all season, Kevin, right? All of a sudden, we've got three injuries. We've got Carter Vickers, Johnson, and we've got Moy out. That's when we start dipping in. So we're bringing in second stringers to start games and we're bringing in maybe third stringers on the bench who can't make the same impact. And I think that's the biggest issue that we have seen from these last few games, the squad depth. We maybe have a decent squad of 16, go beyond that, and they're not as great. If you're looking at your second choice left back, not as great. Your second choice right back, definitely not as strong. Your centre-half position beyond Starfield and Carter Vickers, you're struggling to find one. And I think that's what's come through loud and clear over the last three games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't remember which game it was. It was one me, you and Big John Hughes did. Um, and John says that when we're doing the pre-match show for it, actually, it was one of the games we were without a couple of players. And you look at the bench and it was the first time all season that you looked at the bench and went, if we're struggling today, who's coming on to change this for us? Because all season we've spoken about the depth of squad that we've got, 
and you know why we've got the biggest squad and there's two players for every position. Um, and I think for a long time we really believed that we did have two first team players for every position. But as it's even gone on, and especially in these last few games, you're beginning to realise that maybe some of those squad players that we've got or the second choice players are not going to challenge to become first team players like we want them to. Ralston had a great season last season, but that might have been an, an anomaly for him. You know, he might be kind of regressing back to his mean and being like, he's just he's just a decent player. But he's never going to challenge. Kevin, he, had a, he had a decent start to this season as well. He did. He did. He, 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 he did. had a decent start to them. We can't write it off, but we're, we're looking at the here and now, and he looks like he's towing a caravan now after he's came back from injury. He looks uh, a guy completely shorn of confidence, and we're trying to play him back into confidence because we've got nobody else. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's the bottom line. Well, that's it. He might, he might be a player that we're trying to rush back a bit too soon because Johnson's out and who else is there? So maybe that's a mitigating circumstance for him, but I've lit a candle yeah, for Alistair it. Johnson tonight. I'm, I've lit a candle for Can I play devil's advocate here, right? We, I we've, go. we've basically seen a, a performance which was really, really poor. We've probably seen it coming because the last two games before tonight were also very, very poor. If you're coming up against a team like St Mirren and Curtis Main is almost scoring four goals against you, that's a poor performance, right? Uh, however, what I don't want is I don't want like comments like that player should never play for Celtic again. This player should never play for Celtic again, and that's what we're getting in the comments now. Everybody <laughs> is welcome to bring that kind of chat into the equation, but let's be honest: Kobayashi will play for Celtic again because you'll be playing in the cup final. Because we're not going to revert back to Iwata. I know Stephen Welsh is on the bench. Kobayashi will be playing in the cup final. Kobayashi will be playing on Saturday. So we need to realise that instead of making these sweeping kind of comments, we've got to look at the kind of bigger picture. We've got a Scottish Cup final coming up, which we must win. But let's not just, and I know it's a, an often used phrase of mine, throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? We're heading for a treble. These games, for the great, uh, there's no such thing as a meaningless game. We don't even play meaningless friendlies. I know that. But these games have been approached as bounce games. You've seen the attitude of Anne yesterday in the press conference. I'm going to ask you, Kev Graham, right? We're heading for a treble. We've got to show a bit of perspective on a night like tonight. If you get beat 4-2 in the first game at Easter Road, we've hammered Hibs all season. If you get beat 4-2 in the first game against Hibs at Easter Road, that's a concern. If you get beat in the third game after you've won the league, that's not really a great concern, is it? I think what you, you take from it is that the squad depth isn't what we maybe thought it was. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Aye, you have a look at it. The squad depth maybe, maybe isn't what it is. I think only the one on the part of the night that maybe will be has had a lot of chances has been Burnaby. And, mm. ben, and even then you can probably count them on like, a, like it's under probably 10 starts that he's had this season and when, when, I, when I would actually look back at it. And he just seems to be floundering every time. And now again, it's another big pre-season for him because he's a year in the country. He should be settled a bit more. We can't write off any player because we've spent a, quite a bit of money on him. Uh, we have spent quite a bit of money on him. But you, you look at guys, 
you, you look at guys like Kubiashi, I mean, uh, and Paul, you're quite rightly saying he is going to play on Saturday and he's going to play the cup final unless unless Stephen Wells gets a reprieve for the dungeon that he's locked in, wherever it is, and, and, somehow, and somehow comes in. Eh? Like, Bain, well, that could be his first game in two years tonight, eh? And mm. he was fine for the first sixty odd minutes. He played, made quite a few few saves, keeps it up. Then he reminded, then he reminded us why he's a third goal, third choice goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. It's he, he, these guys, right? They do need a preseason. Alwata needs a preseason. All needs a preseason. I thought all was decent tonight. I thought all yeah. done. I, I, I thought, think he's he, a I thought, I thought he done all, all right. Kubiashi, yeah. I mean, you're saying that he's going to play the next two games. How much ready Brett can we feed on him for the next fortnight? to get him ready for a, a big beast for Inverness to try and knock him about the place, eh? Because he is going to play in the cup final unless Ange decides to go with Iwata again, eh? It's... Aye. I, I think they've maybe been brung back down a peg with the standard depth and standard of the squad, but I'm not saying in hindsight, I think, this, I think that drop... If we want to improve, if we want to go, and go to where we are in Europe... Every place is up for grabs, and that's still the case. And 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 I'm not, and and that's not going to change. That's not going to change my view tonight, and it won't change my view like over the over the next 48, 50 hours or whatever it is. Well, this is the thing again. Uh, Fifteen hundred tuning in to vent, and that's understandable, and that's what we're able to do as football fans. And I'm keen to get some of the comments coming in, Jake. Meaningless game. But the gap between the strongest 11 and the bench is frightening. Our squad depth is shocking. Any injuries next season and we will be ripped apart in Europe. This is a concern, right? So you go into a game like tonight and you play Scott Bain and as Kev says, quite rightly so, he's not really played for two years. You put him into a, a test like tonight, he should be able to pass with flying colours, Kev. Every one of our squad should be able to deal with Hibs. Every one of our squad should be able to deal with the vast majority of the domestic challenges, if not all of them. But my biggest concern has always been um, going into like a cup final, going into a game against Rangers, going into a European game, and having to call on somebody like Bain. And, and it's quite clear they're not up to scratch. Again, I don't like writing players off, but I've not seen enough defensively, Kev. I'm talking to you, Kev McCluskey, from Burnaby, to suggest that he is going to turn this round. I mean, some of the things we're talking about are basics. The amount of slack passing in a defensive in a defensive third is quite alarming. Um, and the only saving grace for Kobayashi for me for the cup final is the fact that he, he should be flanked by Taylor, Johnston, Starfelt and Hart. So there's only one real concern in there and that's probably Kobayashi. Whereas tonight, other than Starfelt, you're probably concerned with everybody that's surrounding him in the, in the defence. Um, so yeah, I'll go back to it. I think we do need to strengthen this summer. But, you know... We're, we're heading towards a domestic queen sweep. I just think we've, we've, we've genuinely took our eye off the ball. Um, and Ange is genuinely taking his eye off the ball. And when he's questioned about it, he's quite defensive because he says, what I can tell you is we're champions. I mean, is, is, he, is he right to be bullish? Is he right to be defensive when he's questioned about these things? Um, don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one because we spoke about this before the game. Um, we won the league after 34 games of the season and for the first 34 games of the season we were solely focused on winning the league and that was a, that was our be-all and end-all and our everything and we were playing a first-strength team 
we were calling on the strength on the bench that we had, and we were winning games. The last three games, whatever it is now, I, we have taken our eye off the ball a wee bit, but we've done, and Ange has done, what us as fans wanted him to do, I think, with the team. He's changed it around, he's brought other players in, he's given boys a chance. We just haven't got the results that we wanted. Um, and I think, I think to a degree, he's right to say, you know, coming into the season, we could lose all four games after winning the league, but we're still going to be champions. And he's still got a cup final to play. We could still end the season as treble winners. And I think we'd all be pretty happy if that's how it ends up in a couple of weeks' time. These last couple of games have just proved to us that, yeah, maybe the depth isn't as, you know, it's not as deep, it's not as strong as we as we thought it was. We do need to go out and strengthen in the summer. But we knew that anyway, because we were always going to have to do that if we want to progress in Europe. Yeah. I think... I think these last couple of games have maybe just highlighted uh, some truths that we didn't want to see. But, you know, if you listen to Jim Orr on a Friday afternoon, he's been banging on about these things for the last few months. You know? And Big John as well. It's been a known known that we've just not wanted to always admit. It's been the, um, we'll strengthen in the summer, we'll come back stronger. These few games have just made us aware that we're not as infallible as we thought we were. You know, that's right. Two things. I'm going to start off with this point, Kev. O scores a cracking second goal. I thought, you know, the close control, the finish, he showed a real composure um, in the penalty box to do that. It was excellent. They tried their best to try and find some kind of um, issue with that on VAR, but, you know, we're 2-1 up, and that's after 57 minutes, right? Um, then what I, I think happened there is we, we make three changes and one of the changes and this isn't with hindsight because it was spoken about throughout the game one of the changes probably should have been Maeda now I know managers might not like putting on a player and then taking him off but for some strange reason Maeda seemed determined to to just get stuck in about but not in a good way he was on a booking um, and you just knew he wasn't going to get away with as many fouls as Todd Cantwell did at Ibrox and lo and behold he doesn't get taken off and you know a mere three minutes after the substitutions, he gets sent off. So you've got the substitutions, which obviously change the flow of the game, and then you've got Maeda getting sent off, which completely changes the whole, the, the ebb and flow of the game. And we end up getting beaten pretty comfortably by Hibs. You look at the, the obvious error that Bain makes with that long-range effort, but also at the back post, Bernabe is so weak going for that header, and Bain should also stop it. It's at his near post. That's bread and butter for a goalie. So, in the great scheme of things, yeah, it's a poor, it's a poor loss. But you know, the margins can be that fine. But what I'm going to say to you is, see all season, we have been saying about the, the five subs making this great impact. We've got a great squad of 16. The second choices in each position or most of the positions are, are very good. Maybe Andrew's known all along that that's not the case. Maybe that's why so many players have had so little game time. Kobayashi and Awati barely kicked a ball, let's be honest, right? Only recently have they started coming into the team. Bain hasn't played for two years. As you said, Joe Hart has played every game bar two games and those two games have been in the League Cup. So perhaps Ange's known that the squad hasn't been um, as strong as he would like. So what he is doing is to prove to himself and maybe even to prove to the board we're trying these second uh, stringers and they've not been up to scratch. So we go into the summer and maybe we would have bought four players in the summer. Perhaps we will now go out and buy six players. 
So I'm trying to look for a positive from this, Kevin. The first one, the first point is up until a certain point, the two things happened with the red card and the subs were winning the game. The second one is maybe Ange had to prove to himself, maybe prove to the board the squad isn't as strong as, as us as fans think it is. I don't know if it's going to change what Ange was going to do in the summer anyway. I mean, I'm sure, as you say, he knew. And I'm sure that he's using all the data that we didn't get to see to make these choices that he's actually making. I mean, you, you, have, a, you have a look. He done, this, he done this at Bodo as well, when we went out there in the second leg and he completely chucked to a shadow side. And he's been, I think he's been a bit fly over the, over the last couple of weeks. Every position's up for grabs. Every position is up for grabs if we want to go far in Europe. But what we can only concentrate now is we've got a, a two weeks coming, which if we, if, if we were in form, we wouldn't be worried about going into a cup final and actually getting picked up. Are we worried about going into a cup final? After Great watching question. that uh, Great uh, uh, after watching that last how, uh, last half hour and in the aftermath of watching that last hour last half hour, of course you're worried about going into a cup final. I mean one he bully dodds is going to be like a teenager and, and, and summer's a night man. He's gonna be he's gonna be over the moon that we seen that our form's gonna be dropped our form's dropped off that cliff. Eh? So we, we need to take it in sort of isolation, but then we need to go back. Well, how many games? We've only won one game in the last six. So the form is completely we've stopped. We're in the hard shooter. We're waiting on the A coming to pick us up. And that A has to come over in the next 48 hours against Aberdeen for a half-12 kick-off. Then the build-up to the cup final, we've got to actually get a, a, a jump start for somewhere. We need a jump start for somewhere and hopefully it starts on Saturday. But as I say, right at the start, even even Ange doesn't come out with credit in that last half hour. Well, Not at all, because... I, cause, let, let's go back. Can I mention, let's fire the Brendan Rodgers clacks on. Oh, Rogers yes. knew what Rogers <laughs> knew what today when you went down to ten men. I do have sound effects on this board here. I don't know if they work. No, you do. That's, I might just try them while you're talking, right? Tell me if you hear anything. No. No, I didn't hear nothing, no. Uh, cow noises, but that's just me talking. Uh, but but that this is that last half hour was terrible, but overall it doesn't change what I feel the team actually needs. What I'm seeing tonight has gone well. These boys, the guys at the fringes, still need a massive, a massive pre-season. The boys brung in January still need a massive pre-season, and we can still get strengthened everywhere in the park. That's it. Doesn't change watching that last half hour. It didn't change getting gubbed at Ibrox. It didn't change watching Curtis Main look like the two Ronaldos on Saturday. My view has not changed what we need to do in the summer, but. Aye, you didn't want to get beat off cabbages at any point, eh? and like they'll no. have their they'll have their nice wee night night and night. And but that that's uh, the, that's the levels, Kev. Right? They they have had the best night of their season tonight, and and what really in the great scheme of things is a bit of a meaningless game in terms of where the league title goes. So it's not even a footnote in the season. If you win a treble, nobody even thinks about it, right? And, and that's a fact. But that's a fact, aye. 
aye, and you've given them the best night of their lives this season. So, and it's like at Ibrox, you've given them some kind of false hope and belief. Now, by the way, I don't want to be dishing that out on a too much of a regular basis, but that is the crux of it. But two things from what Kevin Graham was saying, I'll come back to you for your answers, Kevin Graham. And I'll, I'll throw it to Kevin McCluskey and everybody who's actually commenting as well, 1,500 strong in the live stream, right? Is first of all, Kev Graham said, um, worried. Are you worried about the Scottish Cup final? I think it's a genuine enough question. I'm going to ask you, Kev McCluskey, having seen what we've seen with a few injury concerns, with people going off the boil, with people who you thought were good backup coming in and not really making the impact you would expect, are you concerned? Do you have any concerns about the Scottish Cup? More concerns now than I did three weeks ago, put it that way. Um, I still think, and I, I agree with what Kev said about the team that went out tonight, I think that is a team that is good enough to win any game in Scotland. Maybe the one they'll struggle in would be the Glasgow Derby, but I think that team should, should have been good enough to win that game tonight. I think whatever team Ange puts out in the Cup final should be good enough to win that game. But you've seen enough in the last few games to have those wee bits of doubts creeping in. And again, Kev's right. Um, Inverness will put a big man up front because they know that Kobayashi can't cope with it. So, they've, they've got, of course there's worries. Because, the because got... there's been, it's been basics. So it's been basics that we've been getting wrong in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get them right and kind of get them sorted, then you'll have worries. But if we win on, on Saturday, the weekend against Aberdeen, put in a decent performance, tonight gets forgotten about and you're going back into the game next weekend full of confidence because as fans, we only ever remember the last game. Yeah, you do. But, I mean, I'm, I'll ask you as well, Kev. Kev McCluskey has been quite honest. He said that he's more worried than he was a couple of weeks ago. I get that. The performances haven't been good enough. Are you concerned about the Scottish Cup? Because let me throw something at you right now, right? There's a player on that bench in Stephen Welsh, and I'm not saying, you know, drop Kobayashi, I'm not saying that. But there's a player in Stephen Welsh who is now the third-choice centre-half. In fact, he's a fourth-choice because a Wata, a midfielder, got chosen before him. You should be confident that Stephen Welsh could play against Inverness Cali Thistle. If, if, if Stephen Welsh signed for Inverness Cali Thistle, he'd be their best player by some distance. He'd be the best player in the Championship by some distance. So why are we getting worried here? We've got the quality, Kev. We have got the quality, but then we thought we had the quality to beat Hubs. And we saw that team. We thought we had the quality to beat St. Mon. Um We have got that, that's obviously been proved over the 37 games that we've had so far. Uh, because we are going to pick up a big trophy on Saturday, and that was the job at the start of the season, and that is the job that we've that we have actually done. But then Kevin's talking about Inverness putting a big guy up front. They've got Billy Mackay. Is it Billy Mackay? It is mm. it. They bought the Barry. this. Uh, Billy, Barry. No, Billy Mackay, I think it is. Billy, uh... It's Billy Mackay. He's been around about the block a bit, has troubled us before. He'll be looking at that big Japanese centre half going like, I could have a field day here. I could have an absolute field day here. And I think that's probably more a worry. But what I'm, what I'm, that last half hour, I'm probably more worried about the lack of leadership for on the park and off the park. Mm-hmm. In that last half hour, we downed. We down tools, we lost shape, we lost everything like that. In there, both on and off the park, eh? And that is a worry straight after the game. Will it be a worry when I get on my bus at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning? Probably not. 
it will only be a worry then. But at this precise moment in time, 27 minutes into this podcast, I, of course, it's a bloody worry that we didn't show any leadership and shape in that. But that's because that's we cover enough. every game. We cover every game, Kev, and we do it right on the final whistle. We always have them for the last three years, and that's what happens. I'm going to put it out there and say that there were three big moments there. The substitutions, the red card, and then Scott Bain forgetting that he was a goalie. And it all happened within, what, 10 minutes in the game. And the game was thrown right on its head at that point. And we didn't recover from it. And that goes back to what Kev just said there about the leadership. Because what you're expecting then, Kev, all right, a wee bit of adversity. But we've got enough players, we've got enough experience here to say, listen, calm down here and we can get we can get on with us. Now the other thing in the space in the space of seven minutes we saw the resurrection of Gordon Marshall and the resurrection of Mark McNally and Anthony Ralston gain away that penalty kick. What was he actually getting the boy He's mentioned Marshall, Brennan Rogers and Mark McNally all in the one podcast. I tell you that's a hat trick and a half. That's a treble and we're going for a treble. Um Jake uh, you're talking on the YouTube, Bain, Kobayashi, Bernabe should never play for a club again. They will. They will play for the club again, right? Bain's just been given a three-year contract. Kobayashi will, for all intents and purposes, be playing in the cup final because I can't see them thrown in Welsh. I use that as an example because he's our fourth choice and he should, he should still be able to do the job. Uh, and Bernabe, you know, big investment, £4 million we've, we've shelled out for him. He will play for the club again. But I get that you're frustrated at this moment in time. Stephen Sloan, Rangers had 12 players missing at the weekend and they still hammer Tibbs. So what does that say about us? That's three poor performances in a row, granted. Playing the French players has backfired. Yes, it has. And IH decorating the level of capitulation isn't on. Folk can say it doesn't matter, but we are going into a cup final being battered every week. If you aren't worried, you should be. And we've asked the question, are you worried? Listen, this is the thing, right? Going in, uh, folks say it doesn't matter. If it didn't matter, we wouldn't be bothered by it. And we are bothered by it. You don't like seeing Celtic getting beat in any competition. Um, and obviously, we've had a really high standard of performance and result. Yet, um, we come away and we're getting pumped up at Easter Road 4-2. With regards to these games then, and I'll ask Kevin Graham, I'll ask you this first. We win the treble. These games become meaningless, don't they? You don't even think about them. They're not even a footnote. Aye. Of course they do. Of, of, of course they bloody do. That's, that is football, eh? That is absolute football. You count your medals, you didn't count the points. That's that's it. And at the end of the day, if I leave Hamden at nine o'clock or whatever time the game's going to finish it, I hope it's no nine o'clock because that means it's went to extra time and penalties probably. Um, if, when I leave, if, I, if I leave Hamden next, a week on Saturday, and I've seen Callum McGregor lift the Scottish Cup. I only remember getting battered off Hibs. I only remember getting battered off Rangers 3 0. And I only remember drawing with St. Murn at home. Of course I won't. No. But I'll still walk out saying that every 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 position's up for grabs because we can get better everywhere. And that and that that only change if we won the treble. Yeah, because I'm greedy. I want want Europe. You want everything, exactly. And you've got Peter King can made up in the final. Yeah, it'll be it'll be banned. He'll be suspended for the Aberdeen game. Am I right? One match ban. Is that right? Who can play in the final? Yeah, one match ban back to the final. Yep. So that he might he might be on the park. Unsure if he was. uh, I don't know what he was playing it tonight. And Maeda, you know, Maeda in terms of discipline, he's not the type of guy you would expect to do that tonight. It was really indisciplined. And it started a, a kind of chain of events for us, unfortunately. Uh, and we weren't able to come back from that. 
The, the other thing I'm going to ask the pair of you is, is because Anja has been bullish. He's been bullish this week, and, and we praised him for it. We've been praising him all week for coming out, defending the players, um, reminding the, the media that we are champions and we should probably get more credit than we get because we get very little credit for that. Um, what's his approach after this game, Kevin McCluskey? What does he say after this game? Tumbleweed. Aye, I th- aye exactly. <laughs> but oh, this is like uh, this is like the very first podcast I did, and it was a Celtic Rangers game in the in in the uh, the lockdown seasons. And you asked me at half time, "How can we turn this game around?" And we were two nothing down, and I was, "Don't know, Paul. We just can't." What does what does Andy say after this one? But we asked you back, Kev. So you know, I, don't, I know, know right. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Andy's got to shoulder quite a bit of the blame and responsibility for this one because the he mismanaged the second half after the sending off and before the sending off actually as you say it, it probably all begins from the subs um, because we could all see that Maida was running about with an intent to get a second yellow basically he was just going into challenges that he shouldn't have been going into mm-hmm. so I think Angie's probably got to take some of the blame he's got to own up to that and shoulder it and take that publicly and take it off the players behind closed doors with the players I think he's um He's got to be laying down the law again and making sure that the standards are coming back for next week for the for the last game for the, the trophy day. That's got to be a special day that we're, we're there lifting the trophy. We have to win on that day. Uh, otherwise, it can it, I mean, devalues it a wee bit. And again, just press in on the players. There's a cup final to play for. And that's what that's what the focus has got to be from him from now on. I think as much as he can almost deflect away from tonight because it's a it's a horror show. But as we all say, if we win the cup final, this game doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything anyway. In a sense, you know, there's no meaningless games, and it's not a meaningless game. It well, doesn't contribute to the title exactly. It doesn't contribute to the title. It's meaningful because we've learnt things about certain players. Yeah. But to the season, the league season, it doesn't mean anything. The next game, and it was always going to be this way. As I said before, the team that Andrew's picked for most of the games has been the one that we've wanted after the split. Giving boys a chance. They just haven't lived up to the expectations. Aberdeen was always the game where you've got to play the full-strength team because it's your best rehearsal for the cup final. That's the one. If we don't perform in that game, you can have some worries for the, the final. But otherwise, just forget about tonight. Let Ange kind of absorb the the stick that he's going to take for it. He's big enough, he'll take it. And just get back to work in the training field tomorrow and be ready for Saturday. Right, I'm going to ask you one final question, Kevin Graham. Um, we've seen a ruthless edge to Ange Postacoglu, so ruthless in the first season that he gets rid of two guys like uh, Nir Beaton and Tom Rogic, who between them had something like 18 years' experience Right, you're out, you're gone. Uh, players he brought to the club in Juranovic and Yakamakis, the first sign that they, they wanted a, a move, they're gone, they're away. And then other players, very quickly, that he brought in, he moved them on, like Jens and uh, Abioga. So he, he's ruthless. He's a ruthless manager. I think we've seen elements of that. Um, if that's the case, and these last three games, although, as Kev McCluskey says, they didn't contribute to the destination of the title, um, they would be meaningful in that we've learned about players. Do you think he's going to be ruthless 
in respect to that? Has there been learning from these last few games where Angel say, OK, you won't form part of my plans going forward? He'll maybe be ruthless and he's maybe learned something about the mentality of some of the guys that he's got uh, on the fringes of his team. He'll maybe have a better idea of what these guys have got to improve on. I'm sure he already had that anyway. But now he's actually seen them in like a live situation, knowing, knowing a training situation and a live situation. He'll probably be... I really do hope that We've all seen the video with him going off his rocker when he was Australian manager when yep. when they were watch, when they were watching the game back. I really want him to do that on Friday with the players and remind them that they've still got a job to do. They're known they're known the beach in Dubai yet. They're no they're no an Ocean Beach Club. Eh, getting photos with Wayne Lineker yet. They're no there. There's still a job to do, and there's a lot of them. A lot of them have to step up, and a lot of them haven't stepped up. These games are meaningless at the end of everything when there's a full stop at it. Eh? But the coaching staff are always learning for it. Eh? Mm-hmm. The coaching yeah. staff need to be always learning about it. And I think the only folk that should be really disappointed with themselves is no the fans, is the guys, the fringe players, players who have had chances and have looked and they've been left floundering and the mm. chances that they've actually got. They're the ones that should be looking in the mirror going, by the way, I've got to have a hell of a pre-season here. Yep, absolutely. There's big question marks, I would say. I would go as strong to say there's question marks over Bernabe Kobayashi, even Haksabanovic. I know you got injured tonight. But, yeah, you know, a 4-2 defeat at Easter Road does strange things to you, so much so that our post-match has had comments from Kevin Graham uh, referencing... Gordon Marshall, Matt McNally and Wayne Lineker. So we'll leave that with you. Mad Dog comes in to say, Kev talks a lot of sense. I love Kev. I don't know which one he's talking about, but he's certainly not talking about me. Thanks for that, Mad Dog. And thank you for the 1,500 fans, most of whom were Celtic supporters. There's a few lurkers that Kevin was able to get rid of, pretty sharpish, for joining us tonight. Because you know what? Emotions run high if Celtic get the uh, beat, and that's what happened tonight. I think we've kept it as balanced as possible. Thank you all for getting involved. If you want to support what we do, give us a thumbs up on the YouTube, subscribe to the channel to comment. And if you want to come along and see Jackie, I think we've got seven tickets left. Jackie McNamara Friday night at Gracie's. We can ask him what he thought about it as well. First goal I ever scored for Celtic was at Easter Road. You remember that? We didn't cover. Brilliant goal. Aye. And we were wearing a black uh, away kit that night as well. Yeah, set up by Simon Donnelly, was it not? It was a lovely wee pass. Yes, a lovely mm-hmm. pass from Sid. Um, all I've got to say is, listen, we've got a massive game in terms of not the importance, but the occasion on Saturday. It's a full house at Celtic Park. We'll be presented with a league trophy and we'll be looking forward to the Scottish Cup final at that point. Uh, we will overcome these uh, little blips and I'm pretty sure we'll see a, a much stronger side on Saturday. Please join that, us tomorrow that, at 12.30. Sorry Kev, on you go. That's the thing Paul, eh? The fans are no going to stop for the next two games. No. We're no, we're, we're, we're no going to stop for the next two games so we didn't expect the players today. Kev, they, you've heard your, you've heard your wee, You've heard your wee couple of weeks off now. Get the finger out, boys. Brilliant point. You know, if if we were to stop, it would be noticeable. Uh, Not only supporting the the Angie's team, but supporting Fran's team in the last few weeks. You know, the support has been unbelievable and we certainly will not stop. So, yeah, join us at 12.30 tomorrow. All that's left for me to say is to the two Kevs, thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
Sports Social Podcast Network.